Good day and welcome to the Climate Change Therapy Podcast, a product of BlackRadius.net, your most trusted online media outlet for urban planning and unrelated topics. Today is Wednesday, March 32nd. Just kidding. April Fool's 2020. The coronavirus pandemic continues to rage. We're honing in on a million cases worldwide, 50,000 deaths, about a third of all cases and deaths being in New York State alone, most in New York City where Central Park has become a hospital now. And from where one of our guests is joining us today remotely, the great architect A. Cook. Ariel, you want to say something? Hi. Uh, I'm not in New York City, technically. I'm in Brooklyn. But a lot less crazy here. Okay. But I don't really see any of it, but hello. Well, you sound healthy. Show the buzz. We've also got the great... Right. We've also got the great urban planner and designer, Z. Nelly Waco on the line from Philadelphia. Z. You with us? I'm with you, and um, yeah, we're we're staying safe. I'm joined by um, the lovely M. Danny Lynn, um, and uh, she's gonna say a few words now too. Yes, we're in the city of brotherly love, just like Mister Mister uh, Hank, and um, yeah, I work in PR, and so that's. Probably what I'll be talking about at some point. Thanks for the PR for this show. I'm Danny. Appreciate that. I am your host, Hank Felsman. If this is your first time listening, we typically talk about climate change on this podcast, find solidarity in our common concerns or say uh, restlessness about the future. But as of late, that premise, as you know, has sort of been uprooted because now the future has arrived with uh, COVID-19 shutting down society as we know it such that the only society now really is digital society, the digital parallel universe, you might say. But anyway, as a form of therapy, we at Black Radius last week organized what we felt to be a a happy diversion of sorts, a a competition, if you will. Uh, So what competition? Well, Black Radius listeners, as you know, Z, A, M, Danny, has a very shitty logo currently. Really, it's almost non-existent. Pretty much, it's just the word block next to the word radius in red and black letters, which was just the default font and design provided in the Wix template for the title page. So we really needed a logo. The only problem, both A. Cook and Z. Nallywaco, two of my favorite designers in the world, both wanted to design it. Why was this a problem? Because how could I choose? How could I play favorites? What if I chose Cooks or Nally Wacos? Then I'd lose the other as a friend forever. Unthinkable. So we decided to crowdsource, put out a survey, put the logo designs up to a vote. And folks, the results are in, and we are about to reveal them right here on this podcast. Right after we thank our sponsor, Roland Cases, the most rocking suitcases on wheels. Roland Cases, whether you're traveling or you're nearby street corner, to get some fresh air and need to carry all that Purell you've been hoarding amid this quarantine, or you're swinging by your nearest pharmacy to load up on paper towels since all the toilet paper has been snatched up for weeks. Rolling cases are the suitcases on wheels for you and your life's journey. Rolling cases. All right, RLZ. We're, we're trying something new this time. We got a, a few phones on the line, so uh, the, the, you might have to bear with me with the sound, but you want to just kind of uh, introduce yourselves, tell our listeners 
who you are, uh, where you are in the world. I'll start with you. Uh, All right, let's go first. Start with you, Ariel. All right, uh, I'm A. Cook. I don't know who this Ariel guy is. Uh, this is A. Cook talking from uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York, where I've been for about three weeks now, three weeks next Thursday since I've gone to Manhattan. I've saved a lot by not having to buy a Metro Pass, and I've been able to successfully do my work from home and I don't know how I'm going to be able to go back to the office, honestly. I enjoy working from home. All right. That's me. Um, yeah, and I'm um, Zine Alley Waco. Uh, as I said before, I'm uh, in uh, the beautiful Washington Square West section of Philadelphia, um, surrounded by beautiful old trees, beautiful old buildings. And um, I'm in the midst of a job change, so um, this time... Next week will be my last day at my current job, um, and uh, yeah, I agree with Art with uh, with A Cook in the fact that um, I don't exactly know how I'm going to go back to working in an office either. And I hope that this experience, um, you know, sheds some light on on the fact that uh, you know offices are still good, and I think we still need them. But um, do we need to be in them every day? You know, forty hours plus a week. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's where we are. Hmm. And M. Danny? And I am M. Danny, um, also known as Zine Alleyway Goes Girlfriend. Um, and I'm also in Philly, but I'm a little bit further south. Um, I live closer to Graduate Hospital, but I have been exiled from my home because my roommates, she, the she's who shall not be named, are nurses who are working with COVID patients directly. So I have now been, you know, moved to live with Zine Alley Waco, and it's been great. But um, I work in PR, and my calling is to help um, businesses navigate the treacherous waters that are communications at the moment. Yes, absolutely. Um, and welcome to the pod. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, I want to... Um, uh, welcome you here by putting you on the spot immediately. Did you uh, or did you not vote in the logo design contest? I absolutely did. And, How can I not? And I did, know I have the support. <laughs> but did you know who who designed what? Um, was your vote was the vote you cast biased in any way? You know, I, I <laughs> as a PR person, refrain, I'm curious on I how you answer this question. No further comments at this point. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pleading the fifth, always a good decision. <laughs> um, all right, so with that, we'll get right to it. First of all, uh, boys, M. Danny, uh, it's fantastic just to hear your voices. Uh, you know, uh, Z, I was lucky enough to, we went on a bike ride a few weeks ago. Uh, it was the last time, I, and even that was nice to, to see you in person. But just to hear your guys' voices, I'm glad that you're all healthy. Um, and, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a blessing in and of itself. Can can we get an amen on that? Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Good. <laughs> All right. So before I we dive into the results of this survey, um, or let's just call it the vote, um, I want uh, I want to reveal who designed which logo. So um, uh, there were we, we kind of had six designs. We had one A, one B, one C, one D. That's one batch. 
designed by one of you, and the other batch was the 2A and 2B design designed by the other. So um, let's start with uh, uh, Z. Um, Want to just talk about which ones you designed and kind of the the thought process, the creative process that went into those? Yeah. So I designed um, logos one A through one D. Those are the um, square ones with uh, you know with writing var- you know variations of, of squares. Um, and yeah, actually. Um, I just would, would like to explain here that the reason there's four, I wasn't trying to rake the system and, and get more votes that way. Um, the, the two red ones, the two that are mainly red-themed, are supposed to be variations on one logo. So the square one is like a, a pure thumbnail, and then the square one with block radius written alongside of it is the alternate version that you could put on like letterhead or on a, uh, you know, an email signature or something like that. Um, and same thing goes for the primarily black ones. Um, so really this is one logo, um, that just has, you know, a few variations on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I was getting into the design of it and, um, you know, I have to admit, um, you know, M M Danny was, uh, you know, was there, um, offering some feedback and there were, there were moments where the original logo was, looking a little too it didn't look like this when it started and it was looking a little too um complex there was too much going on in it, and i was trying to get all these elements that i know to be central to block radius into it um and you know just it just it was getting too complex and too complicated and at a you know logos are supposed to be clear even at a small small scale and all the little elements in it would have been illegible so then I, one of the elements that was in it was the, um, was the windmill. So I said, you know, let me zoom in on that. So I zoomed in on the windmill and then I remembered this brilliant idea that was hatched in Henry's mind and later recreated as a 3d printed sculpture by a cook. Um, and I said, you know what, this is the brotherhood of the traveling windmill on windmills. So I decided that I had to add the windmill to the end of the windmill. Mm. And I figured that was a very iconic you know, not just block radius, but, um, you know, a cook, Hank Felsman and, and Z Waco sort of icon and, and symbol. So mm-hmm. that's how I got to the, to the final design of it. Wow. It's absolutely I- iconic. And that's fascinating to hear because usually you, you might think that maybe you started with the idea of a windmill on the windmill to use that and base everything around that. But really it was something, it was something that you arrived at. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And um, and the only other element that I want to throw in is the, the sort of, and this shows up in, in A. Cook's logo too, and something we both picked up on, is the, the windmill blade going up towards the top left of the square is meant to sort of be like an, an analogy for the radius um, symbol that hmm. sort of goes around the circle. So it's supposed to, it's supposed to sort of... Um, you know, call that to mind as well. Absolutely. Um, how about how about the clouds? Can I ask about the, the clouds? clouds? The clouds were just in that original um, design that that was getting too cluttered. The clouds were one of those elements, and I just thought they looked kind of nice. And you know, they went with the windmill because obviously, um, you know, windmills in the sky, um, you know, rises into the sky, and mm-hmm. so 
I thought they, they added a nice and they sort of filled up some of that extra white space that was up there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought it, it just gave a nice, um, a nice little bit of character to it. Yeah. I think that's a good decision. The other thing that would evoke a sky is maybe a bird, but you don't want to put yeah. birds next to a windmill because that just reminds you of death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and wind is change and, and renewal and, um, and all that good stuff and clouds are lofty hopes and now we're living in the cloud these days as you mentioned so you know very, very true uh, um all right ariel um do you want to talk about your your designs yes uh, so my design was the building within that sort of three-dimensional circle which is drawn with a continuous line that goes from the profile of the building to the circle and then blends into the text that says block radius. I was trying to go for something very simple that could work on different platforms um, and include the buildings that we see a lot in Philadelphia and a lot of the building technology in Philadelphia. So I included a townhouse, I included a single-family home, and I also included one of the most iconic buildings on the Philadelphia skyline. For the colors... I went with a simple black and I grabbed the yellow from Philadelphia Street Sign and then the alternative was the green with the yellow as well, uh, also from the Philadelphia Street Sign and also from the Eagles. If I were to do a third option, I would add uh, red and black, but I have forbade myself from doing that at a protest to the Nicaraguan dictatorship that uses red and black as uh, their color. Yeah. But I just shied away from using those. Uh, but yeah, and one of the things that I was struggling with design is I always wanted to fit it within a circle to simplify radius, but also the buildings shouldn't fill the whole circle because then it would be called block diameter. So I had to make sure I kept all the blocks within half of the circle, otherwise I wouldn't be mathematically correct. That's good. Mm. And that's me. Very cool. Um, so now, what do you guys think of each other's designs? Z, what do you think of Ariel's? I like it a lot, and um, I appreciated hearing uh, some of what Ariel said went into it. Or, sorry, A. Cook. Um, I don't know who this Ariel guy is that we keep talking about, but uh, <laughs> that that A. Cook, uh, some of the decisions he was making, um, and that makes a lot of sense, both the, the color choices that evoke certain Philadelphia themes and uh, as well as the building typologies of course you recognize liberty place uh, mm-hmm. you know immediately so that's that's super useful um and uh no i think it's as our as uh, a cook said it's it's very simple you know it could be used in a variety of ways it could be thrown into a thumbnail it could be thrown on a t-shirt it could be thrown just about anywhere um so i think it's very adaptable and um i think it's a it's a worthy uh, rival. <laughs> All right, hey, hey, Kirk, what do you think of Z's? I love it. It's, it's like very playful. It goes really well with the theme and content of the website. Anyone that knows you will know about the windmill on the windmill idea. Uh, so I really like how playful it is. It fits with the theme. It's mm. got combined meaning for us three, as, as Z pointed out, which is very touching. Makes me like it even more. So it was very tough to go against this logo, honestly. Yeah. Z, you did a great job. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You did too. I think you you thanks. both did a fantastic job. And I, I really, I mean, I'm not a designer, as both of you know well. 
and I, I wouldn't know how to even begin to choose between these. Um, so it's, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy with, with any of these, truly. Um, so to, let's dive into the results of the survey. You guys ready? Ready. So with the free SurveyMonkey account, it allows you for 40 responses. So we, we capped it at, four, at the first 40 responses, um, uh, just FYI. Um, we're going to start with question seven. What is your preferred pseudonym? And so we're just going to get a sense of who is, who is responding. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. So I'm going to just read some of the I, – I categorized these pseudonyms into several categories. So the first category is real names slash real pseudonyms. And these were responses that were structured like a name. So they have like a first name and they have a last name, right? We have uh, we have Alex Greer who's appeared on the podcast before. We have Joe Exotic who's uh, oh. I haven't seen episode seven, so don't tell me what happens to him. Um, Mr. Exotic but, graces us in his presence. But that's that's kind of a real name and a real pseudonym. It's sort of hard. Uh, we have Joe who appeared on this podcast. We have someone. We have a uh, Jorge Ballesteros. I uh, uh, shout out to him. We have Jim Beam. Shout out to him. Uh, Lars, uh, that obviously Lars Michelson is appeared uh, on this podcast. Um, we have Hank Felsman. That's that's not me. So someone just kind of tried to pull a fast one on me there. Um, we've got Andres. Andres. Uh, shout out to Andres Aregla and uh, Ariel. Uh, I, I assume um, that's probably not Ariel or uh, or not a cook. We have Bill Sharman, the uh, the Celtic great from the 1960s with the short shorts and three point range. We've got Z Nally Waco. I assume that's uh, M Danny uh, voting for Z Nally Waco and doing the honorable thing to vote for uh, A Cook's designs under that pseudonym. And we've got Hank's brother. Uh, he's appeared on this podcast before. We're all familiar. Um, so that's the first category. The second category is uh, last names. Uh, so we've got uh, we got Fish. We got Mittenberger. Uh, that, that's actually it. That's all we have for last names. The third category is nicknames. Uh, nicknames, we got we got Deuce. We got Vody McVody Face. We got Windmill Sally. That's a great nickname. We got Mark the Girl. You guys have any idea who Mark the Girl is? I don't know. Yes, actually. You do? Okay, don't, 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 nope. don't say it. Oh. Don't say it. Okay. Oh, oh. I ruined it. Oh, it's okay. Um... So then that means Z Nally Waco is not you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Um, maybe know. maybe it's Z's mom. We've got Babs. <laughs> we've got Buck. We've got Trixie. We've got Broody Boy. All right. So shout out to all you guys with the real names, last names, and nicknames. Um, now we're we're going into another category of pseudonyms. It gets got a little weirder. I don't know if people got lazy or they just they really didn't want to reveal who they were voting for because they were scared that one of you guys would hump them down if they found out. Um, but we got we got really cryptic. We got we got um, MigsCal. We got LWS. I think that stands for Little League World Series. We got Twyla. We've got B we BBD. We've got T. We've got Me.F. We get just some little kind of very cryptic sort of subtle messaging. So uh, shout out to all you guys uh, with the cryptic pseudonyms. 
And then we got a final category that's just not a pseudonym at all. I don't know what you guys are doing, but clearly you did not read the question. But we've got a hi, that's just H-I, hi. Uh, it's not a pseudonym. I don't know I don't know what question you're looking at. We've got a windmill, just the word. That's not a pseudonym. Windmill Sally, definitely a pseudonym. Well, more like a nickname, but still a pseudonym. Windmill, that's a thing that gives us energy. Um, we've got dude number one, smiles with a smiley face. We've got uh, 2A for life. I think that's about this contest, but it's not a pseudonym. Um, we've got uh, someone wrote, this is definitely not Hank Felsman. I don't know who wrote that, but it's definitely not me. Um, and then we've got, what does it matter anyway? All right, fuck you too. Um all right, so that's all. That's all the responses we've got. Uh, we got one other response that I couldn't really categorize, so I put it in the other category. Uh, but the response to was concerned citizen. So I don't know if that's really a pseudonym or a nickname or a cryptic. I, I couldn't really tell, so I just put concerned citizen in the in the other other character category. Um, reactions to the pseudonyms. <laughs> I think there's some good ones in there. Uh, there's a lot of Hank Felsmans, um, mm. which is somewhat not surprising. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, th- they're sort of made to be playful, which, which I appreciate. But that's definitely in the, in the spirit of this, uh, of this, this kind con- this friendly competition. Um, and, um, my, uh, co-conspirator, um, may or may not have been telling you the truth about being Mark the girl. Ooh, that's cryptic in and of itself. Do you know who Mark the girl is? I mean, there's there's only one way to find out. How would you, what's that one way to find out? I don't know. I Googled it and I can't find anything. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ask Jeeves? I don't know. Sounds like you can tell us. Who is Mark the girl? It is it is me. I am I am Mark the girl, and the reason it's Mark is because my coworkers, I my name, which I will not reveal on this podcast, um, is not very nickname friendly. So I've always had a hard time finding nicknames, and my coworkers so very fondly called me Mark. So I just figured that should be my pseudonym. Hold on, something's fishy here. M. Danny, if you're Mark the girl, who's Vody McVoteface? <laughs> who's what? I'm sorry. If you're Mark the girl, who's Vody McVoteface? Oh, I don't know, but I think my favorite one in this whole thing is the the existential one. What was it? What does this even matter? What does this even matter? That's not existential. I, I, that's nihilist. Well, I'm. Feeling, I think I know who did that one. <laughs> I'm feeling that a lot right now. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad. All right, so we're going to dive into these results now. All right, that's the that's kind of a, the, the appetizer to wet your palate. But the first question. So the first question asked voters to choose between logo 1A and 1B. So for you yeah, listeners out there. For, for, for people at home who don't have the images in front of them. I'll, I'll do my best to describe them, but these were both designed by Z. So Z did all the, the ones. And, and uh, A. Cook did all the, uh, the twos. So 1A and 1B were kind of the extent, the logos that had the, the words Black Radius next to it, kind of like 
the the longer not the thumbnail version but more the the longer uh the full logo version with the word and the image so we got this was i would say not terribly eh, kind of close but not really close so 26 of the 40 votes were for logo 1a that's the the black and black white and red one uh and then 14 votes went for logo 1b which is the all red uh, Z, you designed each of those. Uh, what's what's your reaction to that result? I'm surprised. I thought the red one would be more popular, um, but I guess that one A, um, it's not it's not a, it's longer, but it's not as long. So that might be what's what was drawing people. Um, you know, maybe the the long the the length of one B of the long red one was maybe people saw that as being too long to be useful. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, A. Cook, do you have any reaction to that result? Hmm. Nope. I think I agree with the mm-hmm. I, I prefer 1A. Yeah. Yeah, I think red is, is a divisive color we're kind of learning. You kind of love it or you hate it. I I, th- I saw that, um, and I, I mentioned to you guys this before, but um, you know I think that some of these could be great T-shirts as well, and I, especially one B. Um, so this was the 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 red one, but that would kind of make a great T-shirt, like just a white T-shirt with that logo. I feel like that would be sick. Um, sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so one A uh, takes takes the lead for that one. So question two now. Um, Based on your first impression, uh, these are all based on your first impression so far, just um, between Z's different designs, between Ariel's different designs, his first impression. The second impression was to compare Z's to, to A's. Um, so logo 1C or 1D, this was slightly closer. But at the end of the day, 1C, the, this is the black, white, and red one, um, this got 23 out of a possible 40, zo- 40 votes uh, compared to 17 for 1D. So, uh, again, this is the black, white, and red one. 1A was also the black, white, and red one. So, Z, uh, for so both your black, white, and red ones um, triumphed over the red ones. Uh, do you have a reaction to that? Yeah, I'm, once again, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I don't think – I'm not saying 1C looks bad. I think it looks good. But maybe I'm just one of those people who likes red. And, um, you know, I think that 1D and 1B um, are just more striking for me. But I guess that you could construe red as being, you know, a, an angry color or a, a, a harsh color. Um, so I think there, there's a little bit more neutrality with 1C. Um, the one question is, um, and I don't know if this is a possibility, but... Um, you know, the, the ideas behind the one, the one D and the one C was though that red could be changed out for anything. Um, you know, if, if, like, I'm not saying for the logo itself, but for t-shirts, for example, that could become blue, green, that could become the LGBT flag, you know, could be, could become just about anything. So that would be my, my take. If I, if, if I had to vote, I'd vote on one D and one B, but, um, Interesting. you know, yeah, and I think it bears mentioning that um, that the the current 
logo for Black Radius is red and black. So, uh, so the, the the choice of red, I would like to say, is is influenced by the current colors of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. I'll say something in defense of One D. I think it works a lot better than One B because when that logo gets really small, it loses a lot of the detail. But as a standalone square, uh, just red and white, it works really well. You get all you get all the detail. It's super simple. Yeah, and you saw that the vote total slightly reflected that. 1D did get a few more votes than 1B. Um, but in right. any case, uh, Z, so your, your black and white uh, and red ones, uh, they, they took the lead. So now I want to jump ahead to, to, uh, to, um, to Ariel's two before we stack up yours head-to-head against each other. So I want to um, jump to question three. Um, so voters were asked to choose between 2A, which is the, the black and white uh, logo um, with a dot of yellow, and the green logo. Um, so this, believe it or not, this was the most um, lopsided vote of all the questions. Um, 33 of the of 40 po- possible votes voted for logo 2A. So that's the black and white version. Uh, a Cook, reaction to that number? Um, I'm impressed. Uh, I designed it in black first, uh, and then when I was looking for a color for the little dot and found the yellow, I decided to use the green as well. And so basically created that variation. But it looks a lot more playful. I think the black logo could be like a bit more of a company logo, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the green one more mm-hmm. yeah black and white is that that's hot these days the brooklyn nets right the uh, la raiders dominoes not the not the pizzeria but the game um there's a lot of black and white these days um so uh z what's your reaction to that vote tally and m danny weigh in when i say z I, i'm talking about both of you <laughs> thank you you're a um, unit I- I was surprised. I I was gravitating more towards the green, but that's just me being biased. I think I just like the color. I like that color green. Yeah, and I guess I would say um, I, I I liked the black one more um, as well. I think, but um, but I do like the green as an alternate because um, you know you could you could do the black and white one for. Um, you know, being over um, colors, whereas the green one could go on a, you know, on a white white space more easily. Um, so if you look at them as, as variations, I think that makes sense. But um, yeah, I think maybe the black, the black and, and white just has, and yellow has more of a sense of, of seriousness and weight to it. So. Okay. All right. So now we get to, uh, the moment of truth. Um, so now we asked, uh, um, on based on a second impression, voters had to compare first one C versus two A. So this is um, this is Z's black and white versus uh, Ariel's black and white, basically. Um, and twenty six out of the forty votes went with two A. So that's that. That was Ariel's. Uh, uh, Ariel, I'll give you the first reaction. I, I <laughs> By the way, I just want to remind the listeners that Z and Ariel, 
they don't they don't know the results of this. And uh, <laughs> up to, up to this point, they've been good friends. Honestly, this whole time we've been on the phone, every five minutes, uh, Monica looks over at me and asks me who won. <laughs> and I say, I don't know. And she's like, still? <laughs> yeah, we got to milk this. All right. That was a valid reaction. Uh, so, Z, do you want to react to that? Uh, no, I'd say that's, I'd say that's um, you know, uh, to the to the victor goes the spoils and, and the people have spoken. So I, mm-hmm. like I said before, I think, um, you know, obviously the black one, you know, was more popular in the previous vote between the black and the green. And, you know, that was my preferred one out of the two. Um, so, you know, like I said, at the top of the podcast, it's a wor- worthy rival and, and I'm happy to see it have uh, gotten so much positive mm-hmm. feedback. Great. We have to we have to make uh, another competition for uh, uh, climate change therapy. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're we're not quite done here yet. So the next question was was all was interesting too. So uh, we asked voters to compare between one D and two B. These are the two uh, versions uh, in color. So this is a uh, Z's red square uh, and Ariel's um, green logo. Um, and in this one. Um, a Cook's green logo won by one vote. It's 21 to 19. So it's pretty much neck and neck. Um, so I think that's a that's a vast, fascinating uh, uh, final tally. So what would have happened if it was a tie? Well, the, we also had the next question here. I can get right right into this. Um, but, but, but we uh, asked voters to rank. Uh, each of these logos, one through six. Um, so I can go right into the rankings, uh, if you will. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So the the first choice. Um, Wait. Do you want to go top to bottom or bottom to top? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. We. I think we already revealed some of the. Uh, I mean, do, do you feel like it's been revealed? Which one? No. Okay. All right. Might build more. Space. Maybe I'm getting one of those. Okay. Well, we can go. Let's go three, two, three, two, one then. Um, okay. So, uh, the the most. Um, well, let's see. So all these become weighted. Um, hmm. It's a little tricky here. Okay. So it is kind of a a tie for third. Uh, there was a tie for third between um, 1C and 1D. This is the tie for third. Um, and those are, uh, Z, those are both your squares. Um, it's, a, it's about a tie. I would, I would give the edge slightly, well, I, I don't know. 1D, I would say this, 1D got eight first place votes. Um, and 1C... So, so one D got more, got that, that's a decent amount of first place votes. That's actually the second most tied for the second most first place votes uh, for one D. So that's the, the red square. Um, and like you said, it could be adjusted to other colors. So there's still, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of potential in that one. Um, second is one A. One A uh, had a weighted score of uh, out of six, uh, 3.75 had it also had eight first place votes. 
Um, so this was your black and white square. So there was um, pe- people, there was preferences both for the red and for the black, white, and red. They both worked for different people. Um, and then first place was logo 2A with uh, 15 first place votes. Um, so that was, I would say that that, that is the strongest favorite um so it had a weighted score of 4.4 and the next highest was 1a with a 3.75 so we'll go again so so first second third first was 2a second was 1a uh and third was uh was 1d so that's that's uh a cook's black and white number one um z's black white and red uh, uh, full logo number two, and then we got uh, we got Z's uh, red square number three. Uh, reactions, ladies and gentlemen. Just out of curiosity, what were the what was uh, four, five, six? Let me. Okay, so four was one C, five was two B, and six was one B. But but they were kind of all across the board. So for example, six was the the last place, quote unquote, was one B. That's the full red logo, but that still had nine second place votes, which actually was the most second place votes. Um, so like they were pretty close. Every every logo rated above a three overall. So so there like nothing bombed, but I would say two A was the clear number one. something by you guys because obviously you know first of all i love i love all six of these i really do and i i mean that um but i just want to run something by you guys um so uh ariel in the the logo that in 2a uh you know i want to listen to the 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 fans who voted right we we maxed out our free trial capacity of 40 votes here. So I want to listen to the fans, but I'm curious, what would it look like if you replaced the, that kind of Philly tower thing? That's like Liberty place. What if you replace that with a windmill with a windmill on the tips of it? I think we can, we can make it work. Could, could that be arranged? Yeah, Z, Z, I would replace the, the one liberty but i think it can be incorporated z how would you feel about that yeah i think that's a great idea um for the uh you know for the final uh for the final thing um but yeah i think obviously putting that out to the to the fans as you know a uh, as a third option um you know would certainly be 
see what the feedback is because people might say, no, we love 2A just as it is. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if people are open to that, then, you know, and, and, and A Cook's open to that, then, um, you know, yeah, I don't see why not. Because I, I, I'm curious if there's a way to kind of, you know, and we make all of all, the three of us, right, a tripod. You know, you, you can't stand with on, on, on two legs or one leg. So is there a way to incorporate everyone's, you know, best ideas? And like you said, I think that that, that windmill with windmills on it is kind of, you know, no one else has that in, in a logo. So I'm just curious to see what that might look like um, instead of one Liberty Place. That, that's my, my kind of initial thought on next steps. Um, do you have any, any thoughts on that or some other ideas moving forward based on the results of the vote? Well, I just want to take the opportunity to congratulate A. Cook. Um, you know, like I said, from the beginning, I didn't have a lot of, um, I didn't necessarily think it was going to go one way or the other. I thought it was going to be a tight race and it proved to be. Um, so, you know, want to, want to congratulate A. Cook on that and, um, look forward to working together in future endeavors. Um, you know, we can, uh, there's, there's all sorts of, um, you know, now that this has been done and, and everything, uh, sort of received a lot of positive feedback. I think there's definitely opportunities for, um, a cook myself and even M Danny, who has some, some website experience to work with you on, on sort of a, you know, an, a larger, um, rebrand of, uh, not necessarily rebrand, but, um, you know, uh, brand update almost. So, um, I think, I think that's a possibility. And then, you know, as we had talked about offline, um, I do think that, um, you know, um, t-shirts, uh, that we could sell on the website and, and, um, to further market block radius and, and maybe get, get you some new studio equipment with the proceeds, Henry, um, <laughs> you know, um, could be a, could be a fun idea too. I definitely, I definitely, uh, wear a t-shirt bearing either emblem Ariel? and a water bottle too yeah water bottles hats you know it's the possibilities are endless I think this is the beginning of a long line of collaboration uh, <laughs> we gotta get you uh, an Instagram page as well you gotta uh, up your marketing budget uh-huh. we gotta promote your walk hopefully we can still do a spring if not a summer walk when and we're able to go outside again. Sure. Do you think that this is something? So, M. Danny, as a PR person, do you think this is something that, based on what you've seen of the website, is it something that we should be comfortable referencing on our LinkedIn pages, or should we continue to hide behind pseudonyms and the deep web? No, I absolutely think this is this is a great project. It's a great outlet. I think. Um, it would be really interesting to see the numbers behind your current website. I would love to do my first single SEO digits audit. <laughs> single digits. I'd love, hey, that's okay. No, it all starts. It depends on your audience. You know, you have to target that the audience. And I'd love to do an SEO audit and even roll out some social media pages for you guys if you would allow me to help out with those things. But I think this whole project was done beautifully and executed really nicely. And I think it'll lead to some really cool opportunities. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Uh, thanks for the encouraging words. I mean, you know, with 
this quarantine we all find ourselves in, I think this is a good opportunity for all of us to kind of, you know, find ways to express ourselves creatively. And we don't want to, we don't want to succumb to the infinite well that is Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus, and I know I'm forgetting some more channels, um, but it's Animal good to it, it's good to to give rather than just take <laughs> Animal Crossing. I, I, I is Animal Cross is that just is that like a Frogger but with other characters? It's like it's like a small version of The Sims. Hank, come on. I know The Sims. That's where you um, build houses <laughs> and have people wake up in the morning and cook eggs. And then go swimming. Yeah. Hank, you're also, uh, I think you've lost about uh, half the people born after uh, <laughs> 1993 oh with the Frogger reference. <laughs> no, I played Frogger. It's called Crafty Road now. That's what it's called now. Uh, wait, wait. Well, I want to go, yeah. go back something. Wait, R- RL, I, I mean it. Like, is it, as a designer, is it, like, how, do, is it, like, it, it, am, am I revealing my lack of understanding on design principles like as an artist who put time into this design how do you react to me asking you to like if you if i could see a version where you replace liberty place with a windmill with windmills at the end of it are you just like totally against that because like because my first reaction is that every time you show a client two designs they go oh cool so you can buy them (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure you have you dealt with that too, with you. <laughs> um, yeah, but 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 like, so are, would you say that it it wouldn't work to combine them? Yeah, I think it can work. I don't, the one thing I'd be concerned about is the size of it, because if I add a small windmill, adding the uh, extra blades at the tip might be like very small detail compared to the rest of the logo. Uh-huh. Oh. So that's just a discussion we need to have. Well, could you put a giant screen on the side of it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to advertise on the logo. Like I want people potential employers who look at my LinkedIn. That's literally what a logo is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. One one inside joke too many. Um, all right, guys, in, in general, how are, how are you all doing? How are your spirits with, with this quarantine? You know, we're up to almost a million cases worldwide. Um, no end in sight of all this. How, how are you guys doing spiritually? If I could just, uh, if I could just throw one more, uh, piece of insight that I got for the logos, um, in real quick, it's, I think that. The, the windmill on windmill is so big between us and in and the inner circle of people who know about it. But I'm wondering if at a larger audience, people saw the logo that the logos I created with the windmills on windmills and said, what the hell is that? And uh, I think that's possible. And I think that that actually speaks to the point of branding, which is you might have a good idea, but if it doesn't speak to a broad audience, then... Um, you know, it, it doesn't work. So you hit the nail on the head there, Z man. I, Z, I think it, that's kind of like the color red, where some people, for some people, it works, for some people, it doesn't. I can tell yeah. you that I, I, in trying to get people to 
vote on the, these logos, I asked them, did you, you know, did you vote? Did you see the logos? What did, what did you think? I'm like, I'm just curious. And, um, like some people like my mom, she got it right away about the windmill on windmill. I think my brother got it right away. I did have a friend who did not get the windmill on windmill who asked me like, is that a road? He like, he, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't sure exactly what it was. Um, so I think some people will get it and some people won't, but I will say like, if because the part of you you show you showed basically just like a part of the windmill in a way, but I I yeah. do wonder that if you just like show a windmill, like in Ariel in a Cook's um, design coming out of the back and you show the three blades and you show like each the end of each blade flowering, fractal like into additional windmills. I think people would get that in seeing the the sum of its parts. Right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. But um, well, to the question. No, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say before we leave the topic of the logo, uh, a lot of people I shared the link with, they're like, "Which is yours?" And I said, "I can't. I can't say until you vote." So then they vote, and then they're like, "Hey, I, uh, I think I, I know which one's yours." And I was like, "Which, which one?" And they're like, "Oh, the one with the windmill." And I was like, "No, it wasn't me." And they're like, "Oops, my bad." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just goes to show, but I, I do think that, you know, something that A. Cooks brought to the table was, um, you know, Liberty Place is very recognizable, even for people who don't live in Philly. And it has a lot of elements that um, have a broad appeal uh, that aren't necessarily, you know, I whereas, whereas Ariel went um, something that speaks to the masses more, I went um, high divisive and, um, you know, I think that that sort of speaks to some of the results. Um, but mm-hmm. to answer the, the question you had just asked, um, spiritually, I think that something like this um, certainly helped me. I don't know how it helps you guys, but, you know, in a time like this, having something to take your mind off of it, as you alluded to, Henry, or Hank, um, and, uh, you know, have to <laughs> fill your time with and, and do a creative endeavor. Um, certainly helps pass the time as well as um, release some of that energy that gets built up when you're locked inside 24 hours a day. Yeah. Well, what's, what's the most forward thing you've done today? You know, where there's nothing to do and then you find something that you would have otherwise never done, but can't leave the house. I was doing a lot of online shopping, which I, I don't have the money to buy anything right now, but I was kind of like, you know, getting my thrills out of like, oh, wouldn't it be sweet if I got this new bike? Or like, wouldn't it be cool if I um, could afford these new shoes or things like that? And I'm just kind of like, you know, it's not even feasible. It doesn't even make sense to right now. Um, I also looked at my plants a lot today. Mm. I've been going to the deep cuts of the spice rack, which is a spice rack you guys know pretty well, having lived, being my ex-roommate. We have some spices that are off the beaten path, to say the least. But I've been, I've been exploring like cumin and like some old cayenne and chili powder. So I've basically just been making lentils and rice with different spices, and I'm kind of branching out into the spices that haven't been used for years. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Uh, I, I use cumin. <laughs> I use cumin and cayenne in almost everything I make. 
<laughs> yeah, but you're not here anymore. You haven't lived here for two years, so no one's touched it. Oh, you meant the spices in the rack haven't been used. Yeah, it's probably the same spices <laughs> that you bought. I thought you meant worldwide. <laughs> no, the spices that, that I've had in the house and just never got around to using. I got to 3D print you a spice rack holder so they're no longer in the little cardboard box. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, guys, uh, it's it's been a pleasure. Um, I hope you'll uh, you know continue to stay healthy, and hopefully it, it won't be eighteen months before I see you guys again. You know, hopefully we can figure out some kind of way to live life before a vaccine is de- developed. You know, I kind of can't stomach the idea that. Life's going to be like this until there's a vaccine. Do you see people who already got it and go visit each other? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm sure they could, but then you're putting people who haven't got it at risk. You know, all you have to do is, you know, so much as uh, like touch a surface um, and someone else touches that surface and, um, you know, bites their fingernails and then they have it. So, um, I just okay, like, what if you drive well, and then I waited three weeks and then I drive I mean there's still so many other surfaces you touch like your doorknob um, you know you touch your car you touch I mean if you were very very careful and you wore gloves and you didn't touch anything you know there might be a really low chance someone else could get it but I think the, the thing is just traveling alone um, you know you don't even know if you're on, when you're on the sidewalk walking to your car and you breathe, breathe out, and someone walks by. No, but I don't have it anymore. I've never had it. But in this scenario, I don't have it anymore. I've totally recovered. And now I finally want to leave my house and drive to Philly. I guess the question is, can you get it again and be contagious again? Oh, we don't know that yet. Yeah, I've, I've heard no. I've heard you can't get it again. Um, but I've also heard people saying you can, uh, although it, it would be like a couple of years incubation period but then the next time you got it it wouldn't be as bad mm. oh because it takes takes a few years to mutate enough and it'll infect yeah. it's, a, it's a virus that mutates over the course of a period of time do you think restaurants will open before there's a vaccine it's a difficult it's question there isn't going to be a vaccine for over a year so I hope so yeah and I've heard things like when restaurants do open and uh, you know, uh, bars and clubs and movie theaters reopen, you know, they might do it with only half capacity. So, you know, you're going to the bar, but the closest seat next to you is six feet away. So does that almost defeat the purpose of going to a bar or a movie theater or a restaurant? You know, I mean, I guess a restaurant, you can go with your, you know, friends and, and family um, and, and be at your table six feet away from any other table. But what about, you know, if you're going out to the bar to hang out, you know, you can't hang out if you're kept at a six foot distance from everyone else. Right. And will you have to be wearing masks? I don't know. At at what point would you feel comfortable even going out to a bar restaurant? I think it's either when you become so crazy after being locked inside for so many months that you're like, I don't care if I get it or when you know enough scientists and government officials have said it's relatively safe to do it yeah i I don't think there's a real answer for that question right now i think this is such a weird time and i've heard 
my elders and people who have lived through crises like 9-11 say that this is this is the weirdest and most like long lasting thing that has ever happened in their lifetimes and it's not going to go away and like 9-11 changed air travel for so many people this is going to change the way we gather socially for a very long time you know things are going to be different after this and it's just it's not going to be the same regardless yeah you guys are making me feel old i i lived through 9-11 so that's why i I had a caveat in there because i did too but it's you know i was young but i i don't remember like from an adult standpoint i don't remember the economy after 9-11 or like how people were interacting with each other right yeah my my grandma who's in her 90s she said she's lived through the depression and world war ii and she said that this is the strangest thing to happen in her lifetime also. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's certainly weird. And I think that, you know, it, it's a time that we'll definitely all look back on and say, you know, that was crazy. And we'll all have our, our uh, you know, coronavirus stories. But the thing that I'm worried about is, um, you know, and this, this will relate back to climate change. If what the scientists are saying is true, you know, events like this are going to become more and more common, whether it's a pandemic or a city going underwater or Australia being on fire again, like, you know, and, and how does the global economy, which is based on stability, adapt? Because, you know, what if things like this keep happening? And, you know, how is the economy going to run when restaurants have to close or, or entire neighborhoods have to relocate? You know, and, and I'm sure we'll figure out a way to adapt, but I think this is an, a sort of an omen for what's to come in a lot of ways. It's it's crazy. I, I really think, you know, this is the 21st podcast. And on, before this happened, I don't think we talked about disease outbreaks of contagious diseases once. I just don't think this was on you people's radars. Yeah, that's when that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But at least like then the coronavirus had, had already, you know, was already here, basically. Um, but before, you know, before it got to the U.S. even, maybe, you know, earlier this year, we weren't really talking about it at all. When we thought, think of like climate change shocks, it was mostly hurricanes um, or the wildfires in Australia or California, things that were um, isolated to a specific geography but this is truly global um i was talking to um you know ashali in india the other day india is like india is you know arresting people in the street for for breaking social distancing like they are enforcing videos of of cops hitting people with sticks for breaking social distancing i did not see that it's a thing there if you're outside and you shouldn't be though wacky with a stick this is india you like this is india yeah yeah that's i mean it's truly staggering it's the whole world it's like the whole world is being hit by a hurricane my parents live in mexico and uh, from like what they're telling me it it's mexico's just behind us and i it's a it's a poor country you know what scares me is that people in places like india and mexico and impoverished places are going to suffer so much because of the, the poor people there there's going to be so much death and it's just going to be overcrowding of like 
hospitals and that's why I think I'm making this prediction now and I'm sure many people have already made this prediction but I think healthcare systems are going to change forever I think hospitals are going to increase their capacity tenfold and there's going to have to be more beds there's going to have to be more respirators and ventilating machines and things like that so I don't know it's a scary time yeah one of, one of the crazy things that I heard about I think I might have been the New York Times Daily but they were saying that the reason that these hospitals don't have the ventilators and the ICU beds is because there are policies restricting them from having uh, having that like such a backlog of beds and ICU beds because they they found um, that if they had those beds they would fill them somewhat maybe unnecessarily. Um, almost in the way that when you widen a lane of a highway, when you add a lane, you just you don't alleviate traffic. You just bring more cars. It's the, so it's that induced demand of hospitals, hospitals because they were privately owned. If they had the beds, they want to fill them because they make money. You know, and that's a that's what a private healthcare system does. It just if you have beds, the business model is to fill them. So um, I guess the public sector. They thought that hospitals were taking advantage of that, so they set policies to limit the number of ICU beds. And now we're getting fucked. Yeah. That's a scary concept, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it makes you think that the whole, really the whole healthcare system really needs to be restructured to... Like a lot of people have been saying, you know, it should be, it's a healthcare is a basic human right and it shouldn't be in the hands of the private sector. You know, it's crazy. Right. right. Ah, man. And South Korea has been handling it so well. And that's a country that I'm familiar with having lived there two years. They have public healthcare, universal healthcare. Um, so... Right, right. South Korea, very it's a a capitalist country, but but uh, public sector healthcare, so that's compatible. Um, And maybe there's some lessons that we draw from it. Right. If we're lucky, you guys have enough uh, liquor and beer. Oh, yeah, we've got enough to hold us over. Yeah, no liquor stores open in Philadelphia anymore. No, the beer stores are still open. They're declared essential. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) They really are, yeah. Um, All right, guys. Well, again, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Thanks to all of you, to uh, M. Danny Z, uh, uh, A. Cook. Um, Yeah, let me me see that. Uh, Let me see 2A with a windmill on windmills. Curious. Just curious. All right, all right, all right, all right. Congratulations again, and let's uh, let's be in touch about both t-shirt stuff and other um, brand design element updates, etc. Yes, sir. Yes. That sounds good. Um, stay safe, you guys. Um, yeah, uh, love you. Uh, wish you were you know here in person, and I'm sure we'll see you before long. Um, you know, so happy April Fool's Day to, to everybody. Thank you. <laughs> you as well. Thanks for having me. Wouldn't it be great if this whole quarantine thing was just a prank? Mm-hmm.
That'd be great. Just all of a sudden, like China's just like, we're just kidding. Like, there's no, yeah. This is like, this just the. There'll be a lot of people who would be like, I feel it. We're kidding. We have a vaccine. I would be angry. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks again, and good night. Thanks for having us. All right, be good. Be safe. Love you guys. Bye.